All right, the Audible. The gang is we're, well, no. Well, we're back. John and I are back. The I think, Wolf Pack is here. I think we got a minus I, one. I think John. I think we got to realize that it's going to be. Uh, we're going to be getting a guest appearance. It's going to be just a guest appearance I'll, from Joe know, every now Joe and then. Joe doesn't mind that guest appearance No, stuff. he doesn't. He no, doesn't. No, no. He usually gets paid handsomely. Well, always, but, always gets paid handsomely. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't mind that. Kimbo Camper, John Congemi with you. And uh, the Audible is presented by Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center. as part of the University of Miami Health System and South Florida's only cancer center of excellence. And by the way, before I move on, Sunday's game, I think the uh, – the uh, the Dolphins Cancer Challenge presented him with a check for I believe over five was. million dollars. Yeah, that was awesome uh, for last year's money. It puts him up to about twenty seven million dollars or somewhere there in total funds raised for the uh, the Dolphins Cancer Challenge, and all the money goes down to Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Cent- Cancer Center. So I want to I want to thank and congratulate everybody involved with that, and uh, from from everyone that. That started the bike ride, that participated, uh, that organized, that did, that volunteered, uh, everyone down to, to to Sylvester and everything they do. So, really, a good thing the Dolphins doing. It was good to see that on on Sunday afternoon. And the way that uh, you know they had everybody involved, from the owner of the Miami Dolphins yep. all the way down to people that you know rode in the race. Yep. And it, it was just incredible the amount of support and the amount of dedication that not only the organization put behind it, yep. but um, you know the, the center itself and and the good it does for this. Yep. Community, it's incredible. You know, and every every dollar to me, every dollar is about time. Yeah, every dollar is about giving you fifteen minutes longer with your your loved, loved one, one or, right. or or a week longer or a month longer, and that's what it's all about. So to see uh, this organization really get behind it, it's uh, it's really been a special thing. So I just want to touch awesome. on that. Other than that, damn, what a freaking game, man! Woo! Man, that that thing you talk about more Roller twists coaster. and turns, and we're in it, we're out of it, we can't come back. We came back. What's going to happen now? He's not going to miss that kick. He missed the kick. Now it's. A, I mean, what, what a. I was spent <laughs> after the game, boy. I was, I was freaking worn out. I know man. you went to dinner after the game. I went to dinner after the game, and I I just sat there going. How the hell yeah, did we I, I win know. that game? Yeah. I mean, you're down 21-10. We're answering touchdowns with field goals, and you're going, we got a backup yeah. quarterback in. We're, we're depleted everywhere guys on the are defense. Going, guys are falling like flies. And, and there's no way, there's no no sense of, of feeling that you were going to stop Chicago yep. in the second half. But somehow, some way, uh, the Miami Dolphins yep. found a way to win that game, and you're dodging a lot of bullets yep. along the way. But they were able to to make plays on in all three facets yep. when they needed to. But I, I, just, I felt I, I felt coming out at halftime. Once they scored, they they scored twice in three and a half minutes, right, right around there. I think six minutes into the game, into the four, into the third quarter, we're down twenty-one to ten. They scored three quick touchdowns. And I'm thinking, man, here we go. Here goes Cincinnati again where, you know, we play a really good first half, feeling good about yourself, and then all of a sudden, man, the bottom just falls out of you and and the number, the points are coming in big bunches and and, and we can't respond as quickly enough and what, and then, but, but man, I tell you, it's a good thing they play 60 minutes. Well, 60 plus, or or close to 70 minutes in, in this one, but you know, John, this was one of you. You, you know, it's it, to me those those the three touchdowns in the second half were an aberration. They just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, uh, look, certainly we had some trouble over on that side. They they kept kept working against, kept working opposite opposite X. Yeah. They were going after McTire, Tory McTire and then you know Tangersley when he yeah. got in and and doing that. And look, it's understandable, but it presents it presents you with three quick scores, and now you're in the bottom looking up. But that defense just kind of ratcheted up a little bit, tightened up, and. Well, you know, big 
you know, interception, big interception by TJ, big forced fumble recovery by TJ. Red zone and, and, turnovers, and, uh, baby. Yeah, and and uh, and Kiko coming up with it, and and not forget, we, you kind of forget early in the game they got stopped fourth and one at the goal line. That's right. You know, another goal line stand. That maybe I think that's the third time this year that the Dolphins have stopped somebody uh, on downs at the goal line and and come up with big plays. So big plays there, and. Um, you know, just a, a never say dive, never say dive defense out there, and I, I thought they played extremely, extremely well uh, against that Chicago Bear team. Now, having said that, the three quick touchdowns are the you know are, are the ones the, that worry you. Yes. And, and you're right, Bo. Coming out after halftime, I, I think I told I was sitting next to Sam Madison and, and Troy uh, Stratford, yep. and I said, you know what, guys, the first team that scores a touchdown and or makes a kick is going to win this yep. game. I think it's going to be a, a 10-7 game yep. or it could be a 14-10 like yeah, game yep. or, or something like that. But you're right, Bo. The Chicago Bears ran five plays early in the third quarter that led to 14 points, and then they got to 21 with 6.50 left in the third quarter. Yep. And I'm thinking there is no possible way – that from what I've seen from this offense, we're going to score. Yeah. But we don't. We can't score that yeah. much in that amount of time left, just because I haven't well, seen you, you it all year. Their scores were going to be the typical: we grind it down the field, grind right. it down the field, either kick a field goal or punch it in the end zone for a touch. But it wasn't going to be, you know, what what you saw from 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 uh, Chicago. But then we forgot about Albert Wilson, right? And talk about quick score capability from Albert Wilson. Two quick scores that were just phenomenal plays. Phenomenal plays. In, out, around yeah. defenders and being able to to make people miss in space and run away from a very fast Bears defense. Yeah. I think I saw on that field, I mean, you can throw in uh, Tariq Cohen yeah. because he's one of the fastest players I've seen play against a Dolphins yeah. defense all year long. I mean, that kid yeah, was in was, and out of cuts. A, yeah. He was making runs. He was, you know, run after catch after first contact. Yeah. The guy was phenomenal. And, and the way they ran past, you know, the corners to make big explosive yeah. plays. But then you take a look at, at what Albert Wilson did. Yeah. That was that was sensational yeah. running. I mean, that coach always says he, he's got a running back. He's a running back body, but he, he runs like a wide receiver yes. and he plays he plays bigger than his yep. size. Well, he played bigger, he played faster, he played smarter yep. than the Bears' defense because he was able to find the end zone on two spectacular runs. And he's a stronger runner than, yes. than you would think for his size. Much like Jakeem. Right. But we've seen Jakeem. Who bounces certainly, off people. Certainly saw Jakeem in Kansas City run right through some defenders on his way to a touchdown. And with Albert Wilson, you see another littlest, smallish guy that's got the, the the stamina and the strength to break tackles and then and then turn it on with his jets and uh, and take it to the house and and well I tell you what what an addition to this football and, and I I just I can't get I can't get over Albert when he scores it's all about everybody come on down yeah come on down this is a team thing right and, and I think yesterday John of, of all games that we've seen is an example of of what this team believes they are, which is a team, a team of everybody, a team where everybody matters, where everybody counts, where everybody's going to give you something and everybody at some point may hurt you, but they're going to come back to you right? and they're going to get you back in. And it. Somebody else and is going to pull, you, pull up somebody the else slack is going to do something and be able to make up and mask yeah. some of the uh, deficiencies, yeah. whether it's on offense, defense and special teams. Well, yeah. I don't know how many times I've looked at Jonathan Woodard, Woodard yeah. and Cameron Malvo and go, those guys 
are going to play a significant yeah, factor. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, and they're good players. They're great players. And, yeah. and, and they give you everything they've got. But if you had told me before the season, you're going to depend on them yeah. not once, but twice. Well, two but, guys I mean, you let go. Two guys you, you let go at the end of training. And I, and I, I, I loved Calvin Malvo. Uh, I loved Cameron Malvo from yes last year. Right. Because he all he did when he got in games, play hard. He made plays. And he played hard. And you'd see him get, he'd be disruptive. He'd be <laughs> causing things. So I was really disappointed when they let him go. And then when they brought Woodard back instead of him, I thought, man, Malvo's my man. I, right. You know, and, and then Woodard plays. To me, those. To me, they're. If you don't, you take they're their identical. Number, you take their numbers off of them and have them run run away from you. You don't know which one's which. They play identically. Same size, same physical build, same, same way that effort. they play. Yep. Everything's the same about him. And it was really a blessing that you got Andre Branch back yep. yesterday because he was able to eat up a lot of snaps yep. that would have been put on their plate, even more yep. stress. How about the inside play? I mean, it's unbelievable how Vincent Taylor's oh. become just a relentless force yes. for this defense. Kiko Alonso's playing his best football mm-hmm. since his rookie year. The guy's all over the field. So that yep. defense is it's just not one guy. TJ comes up. Well, well, Rashad comes up yep. big. There's guys that are making plays all around that defense. Well, well, first, first of all, it's John, fun to touch on this. You know, the, the, there's a major difference in that defense, and we've seen it now in the last two weeks when Rashad Jones is in that defense. Oh, yeah. When Rashad was out for a couple weeks, same guys out back there, but it was a little, uh, wasn't quite, you know, a little, just a little, you know, vague. I would use the word vague for that defense without him. Boy, when he gets in, it just locks down, and he's like just a glue that brings that whole group together. And I don't know if it's just motivation, the way he plays, you know, they just follow his, his, his lead. Um, but with him, and I and, know and oh, by, oh, by the way, um, number 22 is playing pretty DJ's darn good football. really good, yeah. Pretty, pretty darn good football, too. There was a lot of people last year after that eight games after the span, oh, geez, big. why'd they extend him? And now I read an article today, go, yeah, look at how good TJ's playing. He's only he's only getting paid a million one. <laughs> now they're happy, you know, so it's, you know. But but he's playing great football right. for you. So those say, and they have Minka to it. And and John. If, if, if. Rashad's the glue, the super glue's on his way. Yes. Because Bobby's got to come Bobby's, back Bobby, to, yes. to make it really Bobby, secure. Bobby Bobby takes that. Bobby gives you a, a competitive guy opposite X where they've got to test X every now and then. I don't even think they threw a ball. I think they threw one ball his way and it was on one of those little bubble screens or something and he blew it he up. He blew it up behind the line of He blew it up as soon as they did. But, but John, the one guy we haven't talked about and, and the one guy that you, you really got to go to is Brock Osweiler. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, here's a guy that gets a text in the morning. On driving morning, the, the game. And, 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 hey, hey, strap it up, big fella. Day. Strap it up, big fella. <laughs> You're up. You're up, and it's the Chicago Bears yeah. waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, but, boy, I tell you, you talk about a guy come in, played with poise, uh, handled the situation. I, I remember watching him walk out for the first snap, got the huddle together, you know they were kind of they were kind of meandering around. No, no, get down, let's go, get in here, get him in here, and, and get him on his page. And boy, you you just it just I don't know I don't know what you can say about the way that that Brock handled the situation, handled that huddle, and 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 just handled the game itself. He played with poise, number one, yep. and he played with experience and a confidence that you don't get right away. I mean, this is a guy that had a belief in himself. 
and had an opportunity and took the, took advantage of his opportunity, which makes me feel good because yep. that's a tough situation to come into, knowing that you're here for an insurance policy yep. if something were to happen. You don't know if once your name is called, you don't know if it's a quarter, if it's a play, yep. if it's a week, if it's two weeks, a month. But whenever your name is called, you have to play at the level that that guy left, which is Ryan Tannehill, yep. and then maybe up at a couple levels to get a win at home. Played it against it played against a defense that's tenacious. Yep. All week we were talking about Khalil Mack. Yep. All week we talked about the offensive line that had to do a good job keeping pressure off Ryan Tannehill. Now you throw Brock Osweiler in the equation, a guy that doesn't move yep. a whole whole you know, a lot. He doesn't move a whole lot from yeah. his spot. He, he's, but he's going to get the ball out on time. Yeah. And he's going to throw it away and burn a couple plays because he needs to. Yes. And I thought he was smart doing that. He was really good at the line of scrimmage. We had one delay a game penalty, yeah. I think, which kind of hurt. But he overcame some of the bad throws, some of the bad decisions yep. with big plays. And he had a running game and an offensive yep. line to bail him out and to keep, keep the offense afloat when they needed to. Well, that, that offensive line did a, did a remarkable job all day. And, and look, now, look, they certainly had help. Every time I looked at Khalil Mack, had four there, there guys. was either a back over there. And, and tell you, you, I tell you, the, 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 the kind of unsung hero in the last couple of weeks has been Nick O'Leary, right? Nick O'Leary played Nick, fabulous Nick, and a lot played, of plays. Played great in Cincinnati, did a lot of good things in Cincinnati, came out here and did not, not only did he score a touchdown, not, did he, not only did he catch three passes, I think all of them for first downs or maybe on third downs that, that he could complete three or caught three passes. But he, I mean, he, he was one of the guys instrumental in keeping Khalil Mack out, out of the backfield. He'd line up over there uh, on, on the side of him and, and just and jack him up. And jack him up, yeah. You know, and, he's an old school tight end. Yes. This yeah. is a guy that gets it done. He, he doesn't look great. You, you kind of overlook him a little yeah. bit. But watching him practice over the last two and a half weeks, I, every time he catches the ball, I'm looking for somebody to go, who is that? Yeah. Oh, that's O'Leary. I forgot yeah. he was on the team. Yeah. And, and slowly but surely over the last couple of weeks, he's he's played well enough that other guys on the team are yeah. going to Coach Gase going, hey, we got to get, get this guy up. Well, look, we got to get this guy up. He's good. One thing we've seen with him now for, for the last couple of weeks is, A, he can block. And, and he's not just a... You know, mediocre. Not just a stand in your way. He, he'll move. He'll move some people at the line of scrimmage. So, so he's he's and and John. I said this when the first time I saw him. He's a lot more stout than I thought. He's not that lean, he's square, thin tight end. He is. Yeah, he's been in the weight room and he, yeah. and he's got some strength to him. Um, but his ability to catch the football and his ability to run after the catch is something I think surprised me a little bit. So uh, another great addition that that you kind of keep looking at and you go, man, just when this team can gets a little healthier, when that health starts coming back, there's another little piece you added to the puzzle that that that, that really is making plays and, and doing some good good things for you. Uh, so so he's another guy out there. But uh, but but kind of going going back to Brock, uh, you know, just you know. Not panicking when you're down by three or down by 11, not after the three touchdowns, continuing to play your game. And that offensive line, as I was getting at, you know, I think I think they did two things for Brock that, that really needed to be done. A, they they, they protected him as a, as a passer. They gave him time to throw the football. Maybe more importantly, they created running lanes. They allowed the running game to be a factor because had that running game not been the factor that it was in that game, I guarantee you, more pressure the pressure the would have been coming in a big, big way 
on Brock Osweiler. And and you talked about Osweiler would be the guy if I if I was practicing against a quarterback like Brock Osweiler going into the game, I would take a cone and I would put it on a spot about seven yards deep right behind the center and say, that's my point right. because that's where he's going to be all day long. He ain't going anywhere right. other than that. And, and, and that makes it, and that certainly makes it easy on a defensive <laughs> lineman, but he was able to, he was able to you know, move a little bit. He ran, ran, ran a couple of times, got out of the pocket and did some things, which kind of surprised me. But well, I, I just think his, his demeanor walking into that game said a lot to that huddle and, and I think it said a lot to the fans that were watching at the stadium or watching on TV that, hey, look, from what I saw in Brock Kaiser, Osweiler in the preseason, I'm like, uh-uh, no. We get to him, we're in trouble. But, boy, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by by the way he handled the whole situation. I, I just think he, he had supreme confidence in his ability. And it, it helped him that the game played out the way it did for the Dolphins on offense. Frank Gore ran the football so effectively yep. on first down and Kenyon Drake when he had his opportunities, but more Frank going straight ahead. I mean, he did not hesitate. Yep. He was moving piles. He was make, carrying guys with him four yards, five yards, he, six he, yards he, he, he on first two down. Yards. And then three or Keep four more. Keep going three forward. Or four more, yeah. And he'd find a little, the littlest crease if yeah. one wasn't available to, to stick his nose in there, knowing that second and six is yeah. a hell of a lot better than second and 11 yeah. or second and 10 or second and nine. Yeah. And that kept the Dolphins ahead of the chains, which I thought for the majority of the game helped Brock yeah. Osweiler. And the only other thing, Bo, I'll say to that that complemented the running game was getting the football a little bit more frequently to Danny Amendola because he provides you quick, open windows, easy throws, those layup throws that you're looking for to kind of keep the pressure off the running game, but moving the offense forward. Yeah, Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So yeah, it was, it was a lot, a lot of good stuff that you saw offensively coming out of of that football game. And it's just got to give you now, now the question is, and the question that was asked of uh, Adam Gaze after the game, the next day after the game and all those things was, was Ryan Tannehill, when's he going to come back? And and I, I, I got to think with this situation, you know, that it's, it's, Hey, take your time, take your time, make sure you're healthy and, and he also said, when Ryan's healthy, is he going to be in the, Yes, he'll be the quarterback. Yeah, he'll be again. the quarterback. But, you know, you feel pretty good. I think you feel pretty good about. I feel better now than I did going much, into the much game. Much, much better. I mean, much, much better. I, I, I was like you. I, I was waiting for a couple of the throws that Just I saw in practice. sixes. Uh, and, well, and we saw one. Yeah. I mean, we saw, a, a, didn't go for six, but yep. we saw one of those come out a little late, a little yep. dead, a little inside. And, and they both ended up as interceptions. Yes. You know, the deep ball to Devontae Parker and, and the other ball in front of the Dolphins bench. Both of those plays, you you. you in your mind, you go, I don't want to – if you see too many of those, it's going to be a bad day for the Dolphins. Yeah. And because we've seen him in the preseason, you've seen him in practice, but Brock was able to overcome and the team was able to yeah. overcome those plays and get and crank out a victory. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, John. It was – you know, the last two weeks have been gloom and doom around here, and it's like that for every team in the National Football League. You lose one, you lose two, and it just is a black cloud hanging over you. Uh, but, but now, you know, you're sitting here four and two, you're feeling pretty good. You're, you're you're tied for first place in the AFC East. And John, I'm looking through the I'm looking through the the records in in all of football, 
and and you know they're the most most of them are three and three. Right. Got a lot of three and threes. You you know got some other. Uh, you know I think you got you only got you, you got LA's the only the Rams the only undefeated. team I believe that's undefeated as Kansas City went down uh, to to uh, New England. So you know it's one of those things, John, where you're just yeah you're stacking up wins. You know we we talked about winning the quarter. They won the first quarter three you know three three wins and one loss, and and here you start the one. second quarter you're one and one. You know with with really at home again with a Detroit team coming in that you know that we've seen good Detroit we've seen bad Detroit but the good thing is they're they're, they're at home as far as listening to uh I was listening to Sports Center the next day after the game and they had Rex Ryan on there and Rex Ryan's going I got to tell you this may be one of the best kept secrets in football but they got a real home field advantage down there in Miami especially he's talking about how the, it's shady on the Dolphins side right. sunny on their side and he says you know it, it does take it out of it does wear people out, and so it's so. This is another week, another week in October where it's still going to be semi warm. It's going to be humid. You know that humidity is not going to change till after Halloween, and so the humid humidity is going to be there. So it's another opportunity to 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 to, to go out, and I'm not going to say get a win, go out and and try to beat another good football team, and try to get yourself to to your to John, which would be your fifth win, right? And get you halfway because you know to me the number is ten. Absolutely. Numbers tend to get you in the playoffs. You get five wins and you're halfway home, you know, and, and, and you got a long way to go still. I just think if the Dolphins can dominate at Hard Rock Stadium yep. this year, and I'm not saying you're, you're going to win all of them. That's yep. your goal. But if, if you can get pretty damn near yep. close to that, that gets you where you need to be yep. because you're going to have to st- – you already Six stole of one. Eight, seven of eight. You seven of eight gets one. you in. You stole one yep. in New York, right? You know, you yep. get one of those road games that you feel like you, you want to win. You get a rookie quarterback early. Now you got to go and play Detroit at home, which you feel yeah. like, hey, they're coming down our place. Like you said, it's going to be sticky. It's going to be yeah. hot. You got to go to a short week at Houston. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but you, you start adding them up. And if those whole home yeah. wins continue to pile up, that's a great sign for the yeah. Miami Dolphins. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Adam Gase. Uh you know, there's been you know, there, there, you know, obviously you get the you get in a situation with two losses in a row, and in this town, and you fire everybody, get rid of everybody on the in the organization. Let's start from scratch five weeks into the season, right? right? It's kind of the mentality out there. But you know, if you're a coach, if you're a general manager, if you're a team, stay the course, stay the course. And he's done done a good job of staying the course. And and I think one thing that was really uh, really important after the game uh, when when Brock they asked Brock about why did you sign why did you sign with Miami and he said point blank because Adam Gaze was here he said I had three other choices I had three other visits set up as soon as I heard from Miami told my guy cancel them I want to go play I want to play in Miami I want to play for Adam Gaze because I know him I know the type of person he is I know the type of coach he is I know the system I understand his offense I've been in since 2012 blah blah blah, blah bing bing and so you know here, here you got a guy that that Adam Gaze wanted that that look I I I don't know about you but I I, I didn't I thought he was going to be odd man out. Well, there's not that many people camp. that raised their hand when Brock was available. Right. I mean, he had other places to go but I'm visit. I'm looking at training camp. But I'm looking who we got. I'm looking you know you David Fails. David Fails. Yeah. Come down to David Fails and him and you know I go I don't know David. I know he likes David. I know that I know the boss likes David. But you know Brock and, and when when Brock was the first guy activated, I'm like, hey, geez, this is a little odd. But you know here it is and. 
you know, sometimes you realize that coaches know what they do or you get paid to do what yeah. they do because they know what they do. Exactly. Yes. And you have to trust sometimes. The front office has yeah. to work together to trust a head coach and his gut feeling and his history with a player. Sometimes yeah. you'll have a general manager or a director of, of football operations that, you know, look, at we don't want to take on somebody else's lawn Prob- you know, yeah. property and garbage or, or got this guy's this, this guy's that, and a lot of bad things said about you. But you have to trust a head coach when he has a history especially at a position of quarterback that the the play caller knows what a guy does yeah. best he knows his 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 good traits and he knows his his ability to get yeah. away from things that maybe doesn't suit that quarterback yeah. so you have to be able to have that trust and i think it's a it's a two-way street Adam trusted Brock's ability to, to work within this system because he knows it so well. He can get himself in, into good plays at the line of scrimmage. And, and he knows that playing behind Peyton Manning all those years, that he didn't get a whole lot of reps either. He yeah. didn't get a whole lot of playing time. He didn't get a whole yeah. lot of practice time. And that that's important to a guy like Ryan Tannehill because Ryan needs those reps yeah. at practice. And for a guy to just get your X amount of, of plays during the week and still be prepared – to, to play like a pro mentally and physically, you got to find guys like that. So I think Adam has great confidence in both Brock Osweiler. And, and I don't think you can discount the uh, the uh, impact that David Fales might have because Brock's only one kind of bad quarter yeah. or two-quarter performance yeah. away from having another guy go in and yeah. have to play at a high level. So yeah. you have to have confidence in both those guys. Well, I tell you, the other, I think the flip side of it too is, is you know, you, you listen to Brock after the game and he's talking about the two-point conversion. So I've never run that play in practice. I've watched it 500 times. I've kind of repped it in my head plenty of times, but but I've never run it. So it's the first time I run it, and it's the first time. Both the, first, both the primary first, and the secondary are on the ground. And Coach Gay yeah. says that's a. I didn't. I didn't even know we. You know, I I forgot we had that guy because we never <laughs> got to the third guy. Well, Osweiler has the patience. He sees. He sees. Because uh, I, I watched because. Um, who, who was the first? His, his first guy slipped. I think it was, he, he was slipped out of the backfield. Danny slipped out of the backfield. Whoever it was, Kenyon. might have been Kenyon. And then Danny got caught up in the in the wash. But Kenny kept kept, kept running along and hits him in the corner. So so the, his knowledge of the offense since 2012 paid off in a big way you know with that two point conversion. And I'd like to ask Brock. I'm going to ask him during the week because as they broke the huddle, he told Kenny, he and Kenny were talking about yeah. something and we were kind of standing on the sidelines, yeah. but I, I picked up yeah. and I was, maybe he's saying, Hey, remember keep run running the back yeah. line in case something happens. Right. I don't know if that was said or not. Yeah. Maybe he said something else to him, yeah. but they definitely communicated to each something, other yeah. But as they're breaking the huddle. And, and that's how good teams yeah. Make plays yes. and trust each other and count on each other by making sure that everybody, even though, hey, he's a little, hey, even though you're that. not the green light special yeah. on this play, stay alive because I might need you somewhere in the yeah. back end, yeah. you know, the end zone. Hey, look who's uh, Jerome Baker just walking in. Oh, there. awesome. Awesome. So, hey, let's let's, uh, let's kind of take a little break from uh, talking about that. We'll uh, sit down with Jerome for a little bit. And then, uh, you know, when we come back after Jerome, because I think we're probably going to have him for. 10 minutes or so. Let's let's sit down with uh, Jerome and then we'll we'll come back and we'll take a look at uh, at the Detroit Lions. Sounds good, Bo. All right. All right, uh, Jerome Baker joining us, uh, linebacker. And Jerome, you've been a busy man for the last few weeks, man. 
get a lot of playing time out there and do you feel like that that playing time is is helping you get to where you want to be oh yeah definitely it's definitely helping me um just constantly getting better every time i'm out there yeah. and just having fun with it it was a crazy game on sunday wasn't it i, I mean that, that thing had more turn twists and turns than <laughs> than, than driving down a uh, a mountain road with the with the snow coming down on you oh yeah definitely it was a team effort uh we leaned on the offense a little bit they leaned on us so uh Overall, it was a great win. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but we still got it done. You know, you know, your 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 defense just continues to get better. It seems week week in week out, getting better and better. And, and you and Raekwon, you can see you guys both every week, every rep, every snap you get, just making you guys both better players out there. Both of you more comfortable. Do, do you talk about where you guys are at? Yeah, we, we just constantly just uh, just improving. Um, really, every day we go out there, we kind of just push each other to get better. Um, so we out there on Sundays, that's just the final result. But um, throughout the week, we just constantly improving. If that's watching film together, if that's just talking about yeah. football. So uh, that's pretty much our main focus. And, you know, we're happy where we're at, but we know we still got a long way to go. All the football you've played, you know, from being a kid in high school and college and now your rookie year, have you ever been involved in a game that was 7 nothing at halftime? <laughs> And it looked like, you know, this is going to be a defense struggle. Whoever gets the next touchdown, maybe kicks the next field goal, is going to win. And then you look up on the scoreboard, and with 6.50 left in the third quarter, it's 21-10 Bears, and you guys have to find a way to come back. Yeah. Have you ever been involved in something like that? No, that's something unique. But um, it's kind of one of those games you just got to keep pushing through. You don't really know what's going to happen, but you don't want it to happen on you. So, yeah. you know, we just kind of just lean on our offense and we just try to make as many stops as we could. And uh, we just got it done. I want to ask you a little bit about, about the defense. You know, all the red zone turnovers you guys have been able to create. Um, is it communication? Is, is it a belief in one another? Is it when you get down there, you're, you got a feeling, hey, this is our zone. This isn't their zone. This is our zone. We're going to make something happen. Yeah, it's just that. Uh, you kind of just have to. You know, look at the guys in the face and be like, all right, we can't let them score. We, we can't let them just get in there easy. We're going to have to make them work for it. Uh, so when the guys get locked in, we kind of believe in each other, and we just get it done, go out there, just do what we do. Um, so that was pretty much what's keep happening. We kind of just believe in each other, and, and it was working out in our favor. You know, Jerome, I, I watched that defense, in particular in the first half and towards the latter part of the ball game. You know, in the second half, they came out and they, they hit you with three quick quick scores. Uh, I think one was like a one-play series or two-play series. They went from from the 25-yard line down to the 15-yard line in two plays. Four plays they had a score. And then the next offensive series, I think it was one play and a score. So it was like a whirlwind for these guys. To me, when you look at this football team, and if you can stay away from the big play, because you look in the first half, and, and what I liked was that you you they they were moving the ball down the field, but but it was a methodical move, you know. They had to, you know first down, second down, third down. Okay, they convert, but they're not making big plays. And to me, that kind of defense is that defense that lends itself to when they get to the red zone, they've made so many snaps, and eventually they're going to make a mistake. You know, it's that old Ben Ben Bedrill right. break theory. You know, it, you know they, they move the ball, move the ball down the field, but the more snaps they've got to take, eventually they're going to make a mistake. And it seems like when they make a mistake, like John was talking about in the red zone, you guys are able to pounce on it mm-hmm. and, and really make a difference. And, and I think that's kind of, to me, is the mentality of, of what this defensive football team is becoming. Yeah, it's definitely that. Uh, we, we just try to make our off- any offense just earn whatever they get. Um, nothing is free. Nothing is given. Um, so explosive play, that's, that's not one thing we want. Yep. Um, we want offense to prove that they can move all the down the field. Um, Cause our defense, you know, 
we have a great defense. We can definitely, uh, when we have offense do that, you know, it's going to be a long day. So yep. uh, we really strive to really do that every game. And um, this this game we had a few, you know, mishaps, but um, it is what it is. You yeah, kind of just have to Those things are going to happen. It, you know, it, and, and to yesterday was a great example is, you know, bouncing back. You know, you, you bounce back, you're down, you're, you're sitting there 7 nothing, and then next thing you know you're down 21 to 10, you're, and you're down 11 points. And, and and I think you know everything you know you everything you've heard after the game and all the conversations. There was no letdown. There was no concern. It was just let's go back out there. There's plenty of time. Let's run our offense. Let's run our defense and get back in. And it's exactly what happened. And I got to tell you, that man, your, your boy out there, number forty-seven, Kiko. That that guy, he's all he over. running around like a chicken with his head cut off out there. He, he's out there everywhere. And, and you know, he he seems to be a guy that just is always around the football. Always seems to make something happen, mm-hmm. and and it's certainly got to be fun to play with a guy like that, and really kind of watch and grow up in the NFL with a guy that plays like that, because certainly you can you can glean a little bit of that from him and, and add it to your game. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Kiko, he's he's if not the most, he's the smartest uh, player we have. Uh, he's probably number two, if that. Um, he may be the goofiest player you got too. On yeah, the yeah, but on, on Sundays he, he definitely just shows up and he goes to work, so it's, it's definitely exciting to see him. You know, do what he do. He, he got a knack for. I mean, you know, he's he finds the ball, doesn't he? Balls, being around the ball. You know, they're, 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 you've played with guys. Like, we've all played with guys like mm-hmm. that. That just the ball seems to find them, or they're always around the football and. And he's definitely one of those guys. And but but you watch him play, and he, he's guys everywhere. He, I mean, he's all yeah. over the field. Yeah, that, that's just Kiko's game. Um, no matter where the ball at, he he takes off full speed and he's running, um, and it's really paying off. So I'm glad. But he, does he barge the uh, barge the locker room with his uh, his his Latino music and stuff, and try to pour that on you guys every uh, now and then? Nah, it's just Kiko. He he plays what he likes, and uh, <laughs> end up sometimes we end up liking what he's playing. So that's all good. <laughs> that's a good thing. Hey, how much more comfortable are you uh, coming in and, and getting more playing time and more playing time and be on the field, you know, with every unit, it seems like? How much more comfortable are you week in and week out with the scheme, with the communication, about positioning your body? You know, when you're facing a guy like Cohen that's so fast, you mm-hmm. know, you got to kind of keep adjusting throughout the game. How much more comfortable are you getting in the National Football League? Um, definitely get more comfortable. Uh but it's just a work in progress, um, honestly. Every every day I go out there, try to get better at something, um, try to improve on something. If it's a call I'm not sure about, just try to just reinforce it. Um, and, and that's really my approach pretty much this whole season, just to constantly get better. I know uh, my talent is one thing, but you know I have to really utilize that. So every day I just try to go out there and just get better at one thing. So. Are you harder on yourself than maybe Frank or Charlie or, or Matt, you know, the defensive coaches? You, you watch film by yourself. Are you constantly going, you know, I, I should have taken a better angle or I, I could line up on his outside shoulder, trying to get those things to ingrain them so they come naturally on Sundays? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hard on myself when it comes to just the little things, run fits, um, even just when I'm covering somebody. Uh, if the ball, it's even if they get a no-yard gain, that's not good enough for me. I don't want them to get anything. So uh, I pretty much just hard on myself no matter what I do. And it certainly just helps me get better. And, and the overall picture helps the team get better. You know, you're in college. You guys didn't – you're not used to losing too many football games in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and you come you, – you just went through a tough stretch where you lost two games on the road, two losses back-to-back. I don't know how many times at Ohio State that happened to you. It probably didn't happen very very often. <laughs> but is, is it is – it, <laughs> Is it's a new experience for you trying to trying to fight through that, or, or just knowing that that's what's knowing that that's what is going to be in the National Football League? There's going to be 
good stretches and bad stretches as you get through. Yeah, uh, it's something I'm not used to, but I'm also not used to a 16 game season. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it is what it is, but I can never get satisfied with just losing, um, especially two games back to back. I don't think any of us is can get used to that, but it's a long season. You just got to constantly just keep fighting, get better. Um, in the end, it's all going to work well, out. Well, I, to, to be honest with you, I'd like to see you guys never get used to that, right? Right. Never get That'd used to losing thing, back-to-back right? games. I mean, look, you're going to lose games in this league. Every, everybody loses games, but you know, there's only one team that hasn't won, lost any games, so it's going to happen. But, you know, it's – it's and, and I think I see it in this football team. You know, you, you see those losses, and it's like someone's stuffing some, you know, bitter pill down your throat, hard to swallow, and, and you don't want to do it again. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we don't take losses easy. Um, we don't really just – it's one of those things that, you know, we could have definitely got it done, uh, whoever we play. So, uh, just got to go out there next week and just get better. And that, that's our main focus after we lose. Just got to go out there and just do what we do at yep. a better level. You know, Jerome, you mentioned, you know, this is something different for you. 16 games instead of maybe 12 or, or 13, the way it's spread out. You go through preseason, you go through training camp, you go through all that stuff. And it feels like, you know, they always say the rookie wall, it's going to hit at some point. How do you feel physically and mentally? Is it more of a strain on you physically in the National Football League, mentally, or is it about 50-50 for you? Uh, I have like mixed feelings about it. Um, it's a lot more free time, so I have a lot more time to you know prepare my body for it. It is longer, but, um, you know, I find ways mentally just to get my mind right. If that's just playing with my dogs, if that's just getting a massage, uh, that's the little things I do. And physically, it's so much uh, less taxing. The only really time you really hit is Wednesdays and and Sundays. Right. um, That's pretty much the the thing that's kind of like an equal balance. We have a lot more time to take care of our bodies, so I'm not really affected by it as much. uh, But it's definitely a... A car crash. I'm, I'm going to flip that around a little bit on you. Do you think you you would be more effective in college as a linebacker if they adapted to the way that you practice in the NFL? Um, yeah, but it's a little different because you got to account school. You right. Account I'm stuff, saying so. like if you only hit on Wednesdays mm-hmm. in, in at Ohio State and then went and played on Saturdays, or maybe it's a Tuesday. How are, yeah, how yeah, are you going to do it? Do you think that would help the college athlete? Yeah, it would definitely help, but it has its pros and its cons, too. Uh, when you don't tackle, you're not going to get good at tackling. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, so it depends on your team. If you have a you know veteran group, you, know, you, you don't need to hit each other all right. day. So uh, it, it just really depends on your team in college. Would you own a big win on, on Sunday and uh... – I tell you, those wins are fun, man, aren't they? Look yeah. grindy, look gut wrenching during the game, but boy, when you come out of the uh, come out of the other end and uh, in the right side, it's uh, no no better feeling in the world, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. That that was one of those games you really work for, and uh, yeah. happy I got you know. The keep win. them coming, Jerome. Yeah, keep them we coming. need them, definitely, baby. Definitely. Thanks for stopping by, man. Always a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you. All right, you talk about uh, talk about a guy that's. Uh, Get a lot of playing time. Get, get, he's, he's getting his experience under fire. Yeah, no doubt about it. Get a lot of playing time. Get a lot of reps. And but but John, I you know for me, I, I knew going in, and I think we talked about it going in with with him uh, and Raekwon. Um, it's about reps. The, the more reps to get, they're Better not going to play. They're not going to get to their best without getting them game reps. And, and so I'm, I'm happy that they threw them into the fire. Hey, look, you guys are going to start day one. Get used to it. You're going to play – you're going to have some bad – you're going have some bad games. You're going to have some good games. But just fight through them. And uh, and, and he – certainly he and Raycon are both 
I think playing really, really good football right now. And I think you said something important there, Bo. I, I think that the coaching staff expected, hey, there's going to be some really high yeah. high points and there's going to be some low points. Yeah. Don't make the low points so low that it, it costs us getting the high points. It costs us a game or, yeah. or demoralizes your your confidence and your yep. ability to do this. But make sure those high points are, are starting to stack up a little bit yeah. more. And I think you're seeing it in both guys. I think they're both triggering in terms of being able to recognize a play, recognize a run. Yeah. With, with McMillan, especially in getting in and filling those guys and creating yep. some tackles for losses. Yep. And with Baker taking better angles and getting a better setup in terms of knowing I got a fast, twitchy guy or yep. knowing I got a bigger guy that takes longer strides and getting to know the National Football yep. League and what, they're, what opposing teams are trying to do to you week in and week out. Because if somebody sees something that's been effective last week, yep. Hold on, you're going to see a little bit more of it this week. And I I think both those guys are smart enough to know that. Well, I think that's key. They're both smart kids. And and, and not only are they smart, they, 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 they work. They, and they hold themselves really accountable, yes. which is something that not a lot of pros yeah. at a young age do. You know, I don't want it. It's yeah. just a bad game. Yeah. I don't have to worry about working hard or getting back well, on you my deficiencies. You never, hear, you never hear from me. You know, I'll go look at the tape and I'll, and I'll figure, figure out what's going on. Right. You know, they, oh, I got to do this. I got to do they're, they're just more accountable and, and I like that. And by the way, you know, uh, speaking of, of the defense and those guys, and we talked about it uh, with Jerome, Vincent Taylor tweeted out, bend but, bend, but don't break, you know? And, and that's, look, I, to me, that's, I know. I know. Sometimes it's a it's a it's a mind numbing defense in the in the fact you geez they keep moving the ball up and down the field up and down the field but you know I know I know the Dolphins I know the Dolphins philosophy going all the way back to Bill Arnsbarger was that and his 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 philosophy was hey don't give up the big play you make them take you make them take between twelve and fifteen plays to get in the end somewhere. zone. And if they if they take twelve to fifteen plays, they're going to make a mistake, and we're going to capitalize on that mistake. And I think you see it with this football team. This football team a little more; they're a little more predetermined to make that to make that stop in the red zone, right? Which gets you a little you're gets you a hair in the back of your yeah. head about. Uh, I'm going to need a new rinse by the end, <laughs> end of the year, Bo. I'm serious. But hell, they're making them. I mean, they're, yeah. they're making them, uh, and I mean. John, I, I don't know. You know, two thousand. You go back two thousand sixteen. A lot of big plays at the end of games. Right there. A lot of big interceptions. We got four interceptions in the fourth quarter. That's in right. San Diego and you know Kiko's interception. L A. L A. You had a, a big play in in New York right. late in the game. Right. right? In the, Block in the, kick. In the I think. Yeah. And and so you, so you know you get them, but but this team gets them, but they get them. They get them in money At the time. Very end. They get them in money. They get up. It's, it's like you know. You, it's like you can't. You, you get have to watch ju- the whole. You're getting all movie. the juice out of that stick of gum before before you throw it don't, away. Don't you know? leave early because no. it's not over yet. Yeah. And this defense keeps you on the edge, but they find a way most times than not to make a play yeah. and, and make a it really it ignites the team. I mean, yeah. TJ making a play, Kiko running yeah. all over the place. Vincent Taylor, you talk about yeah. him. The guy's well, been Vincent playing Taylor, phenomenal. Yeah, Vincent Taylor's been. I mean, he just is, and you know, gotcha. I, 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 I had an interview. Gotcha's playing well. Akeem Spence is playing yeah. well. Those guys, you know, and, and everyone remember. Oh, geez, on Dominican Sue, who, who, I haven't even heard his name mentioned down here until I just mentioned it. I know. I know, no one misses. No, no one misses him. No. Meanwhile, the problem with the Rams is they can't stop, stop the, run the run up the freaking middle. You know. So yeah. No. Uh, neither here nor there, but but yeah, Vincent Taylor, those guys, Gotcha, all, all doing some really good things, and and boy, this defense, I, I'm I'm just excited to see how this defense, uh, how this defense continues to move. But also, man, offensively, you can't you can't just you can't get away from offensively. 
you know, and look, hey, maybe you got to rely on, maybe you got to rely on big plays. Maybe you got to re- rely on the Albert Albert Wilsons and the Jakeem Grants to come up with some big plays for you and, and do some things. But that, that's fine because that's what they do. That's what I, they're here for. I kind of like the way the Dolphins approach this game in terms of it was a run first mentality on first down. Yeah. And the offensive line took it upon themselves with Frank yep. and and Drake to be able to go north and south. Yep. Every time we saw Kenyon want to bounce yeah. it outside, you, you you wanted to wrinkle up the paper you were holding yep. because that wasn't the way we were going to beat yep. the Chicago Bears. Well, we, we were going to do it by hitting the hole and hitting it with authority yep. and getting your pads square to the line of scrimmage and making that guy, whoever was trying to make the tackle, carry him another two yards. Yeah. And you, you like to see him kind of take a page out of Frank Gore's book. Uh, you know, if it's a if it, if it's a if it's a design dive play, take it up there. And I understand Kenyon because Kenyon looking he has for the little, he for a little space to to take advantage of his speed, but. You know, once you get lateral in this league, you know it's, everybody's fast. It, everybody's there. Everybody, you know, you, you, like Frank, you need to get through that first level and then go ahead and look for your running room. And, then look for your space. And I remember Kenyon had a chance to get a first down at some part in the game, going towards the West End yeah. Zone, and he caught it in the flat or had a run in the yeah, flat where he, if he goes straight the, outside yeah, and doesn't talking, give that little dip, he's going to get the first down or, yeah, or come damn near close. There. there was a linebacker there, and he was all, and I'm thinking just run past him, run, and he and he, he chose to stop and try to cut right. back, and the guy made the play on him. Right. Where I, I'm with you. I remember that play vividly, watching going, Kenyon, you, I guarantee you could have beat that guy to the sideline and, or, and turned the corner on him and at least picked up a first down on it. Exactly. And that, those are the type of things that you watch film and you hope that doesn't happen again, that you kind of get out of that realm of, hey, let's make a big play with every play. Let's make yep. the play that's available. And I think as the game wore on, Kenyon, when he got his opportunities in the running game, yeah. was a little bit more little determined bit more to run behind field, yeah. his pads and 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 kind of get tough in, in that offensive yeah. line and get those four and five yards. John, I I, I got to talk to Adam's dad now. I got a little relationship with what, what's with, going with on. Man. I know that no, no, we, we he's he's good, he's good. But I, I gotta I gotta we haven't talked about I'm him lately. A, I'm gonna stick a bug in his ear next time I see him and say, hey, tell your son take that bubble screen and <laughs> flush it down the toilet. I, I that. I think we've run. I think we've run this season. I bet you we've run how many games we've played. Well, we were, we're, we're six, six games. Six games in. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna say we've run at least at minimum twelve of them. Oh, because we're running more, two. More I'm just saying minimum. I'm just saying yeah, the minimum. Yeah. Two a game, and I would say if we ran two a game, our probably total yardage gained is probably a minus fourteen yards on those bubble yeah. screens. I would like to see the. I'm waiting for the pump on the bubble yeah. screen, and then bing, yeah. and the guys that are going out and blocking. Yeah, I mean we've set it up quite a yes, bit now, yeah, right? Exactly, I think yeah. it's set up. So I'm waiting for the the uh, plan B off of the bubble right. screen because I'd rather see I'd rather see us get to Danny Amendola on an option on yeah. first down or or get O'Leary or or get somebody else involved. Somebody because did. it's tough to block that. With consistency, yeah. after a team has seen it, well, you've seen it so much, and you, and you get ready to play. But I, you know, I was, I was actually, I didn't see the, I didn't see the play because I was listening to it on the radio when I was leaving, um, leaving last night after having right. dinner. And I, and I think it was, I want to say it was New England that ran a bubble screen, and then they had one of their guys slip, slip through, by. and they run, they threw the slant, yeah. to him where everyone's ch- everyone's running out to the bubble screen. All of a sudden, here comes it Behind was Chris it. Hogan. Okay, Chris Hogan underneath, boom, hits him for the slant, picks up like fifteen yards. Yeah. So there, there is an offshoot 
off of that. Uh, but uh, anyway, I just I had to get. That I, you know what? I I like that play the Bears ran where it looked like option and they go yeah, and shovel, and the shovel pass, pass yeah. for the touchdown to yeah. Burton. That play yeah, I, I, ran, I can see ran, ran twice and, and I think it worked twice. You for can him. see, you know, I think. Adam's a smart guy, and he yep. probably has it already in his offense. But three, four weeks down the road, yep. see, I can yep. see that can play see that creeping in. into the Dolphins' yep. game plan. Hey, John, let's let's talk a little bit about before we get off the air. Let's talk a little bit about uh, this Sunday, another home game. Um, boy, I tell you what, I love these home games, man. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're done at especially one o'clock game. You're done at four. You have a nice little dinner. Yeah, you know? I know. You win a game. You, you feel celebrate good. a little bit. I've been on I've been on two really shitty plane rides coming back from New England. Nothing worse and, than you know, losing on the road. Cincinnati, yeah, just miserable, miserable, miserable. So it's it's nice to be home and, and get this. So, but uh, Detroit's coming in. Uh, obviously, Matt Stafford. Uh, they've got a nice little running game. Couple yeah, backs Golden there. Golden Tate, got to yep, worry about. Golden Tate's good guy. And I think they're coming off a bye week, just like Chicago yes, was. Yep, we're getting everyone off the bye week. Um, but I think the, I think the interesting the inter- interesting thing to me first of all is which which Detroit Lion team are we going to see that one that one we saw in Week One that Matt Patricia wanted to quit and go back to New England right. at halftime I think at that point or the or the team that beat New England just a couple just a couple weeks ago totally shut them down um, but Matt Patricia it's going to be interesting because I know Matt Patricia uh, how much how much of New England does he bring with him I know he's trying to bring that New England way to Detroit and meeting some resistance up there. But uh, how much of a, how much of the New England things that we see, plays that they do, ways they go about things. He's played against his Dolphin football team for years and years and years. Oh, and by the way, he's very, very tight. He and Adam Gaze are, are very, very close, very close friends. So that'll be an interesting matchup to see how those two. And those are two guys. It's one thing I've always said about Adam. He, he, he loves nothing. His favorite thing about football is that chess match between he and that defensive coordinator stand on the other side of the field, and he's going to enjoy this one. I think he's going to enjoy it, and I think that the Miami Dolphins have some confidence about playing at home. You know, 3-0 and at home, finding ways to win, the longest game in NFL history, yep. this game overtime, exhausting until the yep. last second uh, when you make the winning kick. So it's going to be an exciting and, and test, I think, yep. as Detroit comes in. Can you play well and, and answer a lot of questions with injury? You know, how many guys are going to be able to get yep. back? Does Ryan come back this week? Does Bobby McCain come back? Yep. Does Cam Wake come back? And on the defensive side, like you said, with Patricia being the head coach now in Detroit, does he use the same schemes right. that he had and worked so successfully yep. in New England? Different names, different numbers, but the schemes are you know pretty much the yep. same. Same wrinkles. So in preparation for the Dolphins should be a little bit easier. Should go back a couple weeks yep. like they prepared against New England. Uh, maybe some different things you have to always prepare for, but the, the basics of the way New England plays defense, I would think, are the same the way Detroit yes. wants to play defense. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but it's a different football team, and then you come in, and I, I think this is one of those games, John, where you need to come out and really, you know, I think you got to punch. Now, here, here's what I – just kind of putting my my looking at the crystal ball a little bit. I, I think Brock Osweiler is going to play again. I think Ryan is. I, I don't think you come back from that thing in a week if your shoulder is so bad that you you can't you can't get the velocity in the ball that you want right. to, or or you just not to or you level need. or that you need. Um, so I, my my expectation would be Brock Osweiler comes back. I would also think that Bobby McCain. This may be the week I Bobby hope, McCain I hope he comes, comes back, back because I saw Bobby before the game. He was running. He had a good workout before the game. He had a good workout before the game. 
uh, more than he did the week before. And I know there was some question last week. Maybe Bobby would play this 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 last week. I didn't, didn't think that was going to happen. But but I think he's probably more in play this week, possibly to get back in. And if you get Bobby in there, boy, that really just but really cements that 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 defense and makes it just just that much better. So I think with Brock, I think if you get him back, uh, I, I don't think Cam. You know, Cam evidently had some knee surgery a week or so ago. Um, I'm not sure about Charles Harris either. Uh, you know, well, Charles, look, if, if he, I'm not sure what he did to his calf. I'm going to assume he pulled a calf muscle. Yeah. And, and, and a calf muscle is a, is a slow, it's a slow healer because it, every time you, it's, 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 all, it's like having no a, explosion, like having a partially torn Achilles. Right. You, you don't want to push, you don't want to push off it because that thing's going to go. And, he dep- and he's a guy that depends, depends on, on that first and second yeah. step. But look, you got Andre Branch back. Th- He'll this be week. better in week two He'll than be he was in week two. La- last week. Uh, yeah. And so, um, uh, I, I think you'll be all, all right there, but it, it'd be nice to have all hands on deck. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think with uh, Brock in there with Bob, I think Bobby McCain is the he's the big hope for me this week. I hope he, so. He's a guy that you just hope he's healthy, hope he can can you know can get going, and, uh, and it would be all right there with him. But uh, it, it's it, it's it's going to be another it's going to be another dogfight, John. It's going to be another. Every home game seems to yeah. be that way. You know, every game you have to grind it out. And every week in the National Football League, you look around the league. Everywhere. There's only a couple of teams that have had their way. Kansas yeah. City being one of them until they lose this week at New England. The Rams are, are doing, uh, you know, what they want to yeah. do. But you're right, Bo. You look at the records. A lot of three loss teams, yeah. a lot of four loss teams. Well, look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville looked like they, they were, were world, world beaters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... And you the know, Cowboys they, they raise came, up yeah. and, and knock them off yeah, and, so, and really stuff it to yeah. them at home. It, it's you know it, it, the, the the season is in in general it, it's 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 really strange. It's it's hard to get a a real grasp for you know it's certainly the best team out there right now is is, is the, the Rams. Rams. I mean yeah. they're they're just rolling over people, ma- making it look easy. Uh, I think you put New England, you know New England especially starting to come especially come now since they've got all the you know. You, uh, you get Edelman back. You get Edelman back. Uh, he gets Hightower back. You get Chung back. Chung, and, and they get the, and, and Gordon. They get the receiver Gordon, who's a get him going. He's and, a big body, and, and he seems to be fitting in there pretty well. I, I was thinking about this watching that game last night. Probably no better place for him to go than New England, where you know they're going to stay on top of him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady hasn't put his arm around him and said, "Hey, hey let's let's me and you talk a little bit. Right. Let's get you." Let's get you right. Let's get your head right and get you out of this pattern that you've been in of destruction. You destruction yeah, for, for six destroy years, your career for years, six years. Yeah. Let's get you going in the right direction. So, so I, I would just assume that's so. You know, so I think they're I think they're a team that's certainly on the rise. Um, but but you look at everyone else out there, and man, it's anyone's ball game. You know, you know it's I, a week to week situation. How you divide that season in, into groups of four games? If the Dolphins can find a way to win at home and then on a short week scratch out a win at Houston, yeah. if you can go three and one again oh, yeah. in the second a... in that second four game <clears throat> yeah. quadrant, man, you're looking good. Yeah, I mean, and that and that sets you that makes you delete that Cincinnati yeah. debacle there in the fourth quarter. It yeah. makes you delete that from your mind yeah. because now you're sitting at in a good spot. Yeah. You're sitting at six wins. Yeah. And if you can if you can get there at the halfway point, this team's in really yes. good position. Yeah. That, no, no doubt that's the way fans can think. You know, you and I, yeah. we can banter about it. The Dolphins want to take care of business no, they're, they're at home. Go, they're going to go week to week. But that, uh, that's in, how in, you want to yeah. finish that. That's their business. 
Yeah. Their their business is to not worry about what's next week and 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 look. I, I usually don't look forward. I, I maybe kind of look at look ahead to the next week just to see what's Where after at. what's yeah. after this one. But I really don't like. I, I beyond that, I don't. I really don't pay yeah. much attention to the schedule. But uh, you know, this this is one of those games, John. That you know, it, it's a bury game. You can you you win this game against Detroit, you can bury that loss against against um, yeah. Cleveland, Cincinnati. Yeah, because yeah. that that one. As much as it hurt in New England, that that one was just—it still gnaws at me when I think about that game. And, and it and it came back to me when I stand on the sideline. I go, "Oh shit, here we go again!" Right, it's Cincinnati three and three again, staring straight. But, at but we're us. standing in Hard Rock Stadium. And yeah, here we go with another one of these deals. But the fight in this football team, their their willingness to just stay toe to toe and not really get away from their game plan, not not really panic, not do anything, just play their game and come back bodes well to me. Uh, with with Detroit coming to town. Well, they stayed after it. They stayed yeah. honest to who they are, and they took every play and every series as a new one. And I, I think on offense, that really helped because down 21-10, and you're only kicking field goals yep. to try to get back into it for a certain part of that game, you had a feeling that the Dolphins were going to come up short. But they, they fooled us again. You know, This is a team that has come up with some big wins and some big plays in all three facets, and we haven't even gotten to the, to the rookie kicker <laughs> yeah, at the end no. of the game, well, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's, it's unbelievable. He sets a 47-yard game winner after, oh, by the way, the guy that we had last year. You know, did, that, <laughs> did that script not set up perfectly <laughs> that Cody Parkey yeah. was going to come into Hard Rock Stadium after the Dolphins let him yeah. go? They pay him a bunch of money. Yeah. He, he it just He's going to make the he kick. blocks it out a little bit, John. A little, <laughs> oh, little block God. there. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, Bo, I, I think we were standing next to each other. It's like, he made it. And you go, no, he missed it. No, I was like, no, I was in the tunnel. Were you in the I tunnel? Thought, oh, it was Sam. Because I, I, it was Sam. because I had him. I had to go. I, was, I knew I was going to have to be we are pregame show comes on right, right after so i kind of buried myself in that tunnel just let me see it and i went and, and i got uh, and i missed it and i ran and i ran oh, back gosh, out again what a great feeling oh my goodness and then have jason come back yep. out and make it for yep. his first game winner i mean yep. just an incredible kick uh, and i was just funny because i talked to him i had jason on on the postgame show afterwards and I said, I said, man, were you nervous? He's nah, look, I just, you know, I, I'm a little nervous, but you know, I, I looked at my, I looked at my target, lined up, went through my routine, did everything I had to do, and then just, just, just swung the leg and, and made the kick, and 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 you know, he, you know, say he's not, he's not a cocky guy, no, he's all he, those guys, he's not a talker. He just said, man, he it just... wasn't, wasn't like, he said, it wasn't like when I was in college, that's for <laughs> sure, you know. So I, I think he was as surprised as anybody. Because uh, it, it wasn't, it surely wasn't a chip shot. I can no, guarantee you that. No. That was a big time yeah. boot. And look, you, when you look at it, it, it really was. It really was the best of two situations. It worst comes to worst, you're going to tie the game. And, but and look, no one wants to tie the game by any stretch of the imagination. But at least you had this. You, you know where you're going to. You weren't going to when he lined up. You wasn't going to lose the game. Right. You can win the game, or it's going to be a tie, and everyone's going to go home pissed know, off. Pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you but you knock it through. And I think it was a. I think it uh, his twenty. No, it was uh, the second longest overtime field goal by a, a rookie kicker, uh, Zerline, the Rams kicker, had kicked a fifty-four yarder in uh, two thousand twelve. But I'll take forty-seven for the game. Forty-seven winner. for the game winner, right down Broadway. I, I too. asked him. I said, "How far? How far back could you have gone?" And he said, "Well, to be honest with you, I said he said overtime. He said if it was sixty-four yards, might as well give it a shot give from it a, sixty-four. Give it a crank, right? He goes, I know I could get the distance there. I didn't know whether I would I would get it in. So 
But that's good to keep good to know to keep in the back of your mind. It is, and you've seen it at practice. You've seen it uh, in pregame, and those yeah. guys take some kicks. That I mean, from forty-seven, that thing hit pretty high yes. up on the net, yeah. and it was going through, yep. uh, still with a lot of steam on it. So yep. that that's a good sign to know at the end of a game scenario. If you need him to kick fifty-five plus, yep. he's got the leg to do it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was just one of those games that. Boy, the twists and turns, and you know, if you if you didn't walk out of that stadium exhausted, like like you just went through the ringer yeah. or something, you know, you you just went through the dry the uh, the spin cycle in your uh, in your washing machine because I I know I I was worn out. My I, gut I, was killing yeah, me because you go like, yeah, we're gonna do yeah. this. Ah, we're not gonna win. Now we're gonna get a chance. Yeah. Now we don't. It, it was emotional. Yeah, and and I think you know I'm I think of myself and how I felt. You know, with the emotions of watching it, the ups, the downs, you know, the, the the exhilaration of winning at the end, and and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, man, I'm tired. I go, but I but I tell you, there's a lot of guys on that field that did have nothing left in the tank, no, because they left it all out there on the football field. And and look, I I go back along, I go back to you know, win, win lose, or draw. It, it, all I can ask of you is to give me your best effort. And, and I think yesterday was a day where there was certainly opportunities out there on Sunday for this football team to pack their bags and say, nah, dude, here's another gonna one. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, happen today. It's another one. You know, we'll get it back next week. And, and instead of that, they just kept fighting back and fighting back and fighting back. And, and I do believe that is a reflection, a direct reflection of not only Adam Gaze, but every coach on this coaching staff who you talk about running to the football. You look at it, you see it every day. These guys, they run to the defense. Every they, practice. They running backs going to the end zone. I'm going to the end zone right. too and getting my hand on that football. And that leads to the turnovers and the fumbles and the and the things that are produced by by this defensive football team. And offensively, guys just believing that they're going to make plays. The you know the the, the, the Jakeem Grants and Danny Amendola's, Frank Gore and, and Kenyon Drake, um, and, and Albert Wilson. Um, you know, they just believe they're going to make the plays. And and, and we saw it and and uh man, it was it's a fun team to cover. It it's is. a fun it team is. to be around. It's it's a lot of guys believing yep. in themselves. But Adam Gase has a lot to do with this because he wanted to well, change the culture. These are he wanted guys. to change the culture of this football yep. team. He wanted to get guys in here that believed in what he was talking yep. about and didn't have their own agenda. Or you could have your own agenda, but don't make it number one. Yeah, you know the team's agenda is is the primary thing yep. you should be focused on and if you want to do something individually that's fine but don't make it ever overshadow yep. what this team wants to accomplish yep. and i think you get total buy-in from you know from the staff from the players yep. from everybody that's in, that touches the football team it's got to feel that way well he he said he said time and time again this is the team i've always wanted these are the guys i want on my team and these is the, this is the coaching staff I wanted. These are the guys I wanted. They 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 think they think my way. We, we we're in we're in sync with each other. We're all you know working for the best thing. And so and I think you're starting to you're starting to see it pay off when when guys will just fight to the end. You know they the fight to the end no matter what and and, and let the chips fall with them. And coaches who are at that end of the game are coaching as hard as they were. On, on play one That's in right. that football game. That's right. And you got to credit the, this team. It's not the last game that they're going to yep. be in that's going to go down to the wire. Just the way just the way the Miami Dolphins play yep. football. And you got to have that belief that you've been there before. You're a little bit more comfortable with the situation. And you're not 
you're accepting yep. the situation. You want to be able to to be able to put teams away. Yep. But knowing that you've been in games like this throughout, you know, early parts of the season is going to pay dividends, yep. I think, down the stretch. No doubt. Hey, the Audible is presented by Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center, part of the University of Miami Health System, and South Florida's only cancer center of excellence. That's going to do it for the show. John Kajemi, Kimbo Thanks, Camper. Bo. No Joe, no show Joe. Joe one Joe's days, carving somebody one, up. I'm going to pick him up one of these days and, and bring him over. You, know, right? you think that's the problem? No, he's probably, you're probably he's, right. He's, he's probably on in the tennis. tennis court, yeah. You know, yeah. he's laughing at us going, these, I, I, these schleps are going to go ahead and do the show again I think I saw. Me. I think I saw a sign when I was going by Central Park. It was Super Seniors Day. So he's going to go out. He was going to go <laughs> he out might play. Have, he might have three matches he, set up. I think he had an 80-year-old he was playing out there. <laughs> he said, if I can get him running, I can get him, I can get him buried. So that's going to do it. We'll catch you guys All next right, week. Bo. Take care.